Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Denise talking about our one cool movie thing. Bonnie already talked about Kathleen Shannon, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. My question for you guys is, if you could go back in time, what year would you travel to? Bonus points if you point out why you would like that era filmed. Oh, oh. oh it's the bonus part. Bonus oh. points. Wait, I got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right. So, uh, the countryman side of my family in genealogy is quite interesting. I can't remember if I talked about them on the podcast or not, but they're quite weird. Okay. So, um, I think my, I think it's like seven, eight or ninth grandfather was in Ripley's Believe It or Not. And he was in Ripley's Believe It or Not because he had nine sons in George Washington's army, but one of them was a Tory. Oh. <gasps> Guess which one I'm directly related to? The Tory. The Tory! (laughs) So the motherfucker that said, no, I'm siding with Britain, and I'm going to Canada. Canada! Canada! And we're back. Um, He actually decided to eventually, well, through children, they decided to come back and move to Iowa. I always wanted to know... Why what? did he decide to side with the British and why did they decide to come back? Like, those are the two time traveling questions that like, I just, I, cause that you're not going to find in a census that you're not yeah. going to find in a DNA thing. I need to know the why. So I would probably pick the original Tory motherfucker. Cause that one really like, I feel like if I know that story that maybe I can get an essence of why they changed their mind. And to tie it into a movie, apparently there's a movie called Drums Along the Mohawk that was the Mohawk River story where my ancestors were, where they were fighting and battling and all that kind of good stuff right before the 1776. I have not yet watched that movie, (laughs) but that's what I would pick because I want to know that stupid story. I feel like it's interesting. It does sound interesting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My family doesn't like that story. I find it amazing. What? Why not? Because they feel like, oh, we're not true Americans. I'm like, we came back. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. We're not responsible for what they did in the past. Exactly. It makes a good story, though. Oh, yeah. Do you know what you like? Yeah. What are you girls thinking? I I I there's so many different eras, but I was thinking the 1930s mainly because um, I have music. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The clothes, the it it was right before World World War II, and I would like help organize all the the um, resistance. Right there, you go. Yes, nice. (laughs) I like it. That's my thing. But um, I have uh, to go back to what you were saying about family. I have uh, family who lived in Chicago. Yeah, and. Their names were found in Al Capone's little black book. Ooh, so we don't why? know if Aunt Wilma was a prostitute right. or just or a know, bookie. Or, we don't know. Owed money. But she, she had a screen test when she was in oh. the 30s and, and Al Capone seemed to like her. So Interesting. And she outlived, I think, four husbands. <laughs> so she did okay for herself. I think so. That's yeah. a good story, too. I think it'd be interesting <laughs> to find out about. I might have 
I like Anyways, it. that's that. That would be fun. <laughs> Bonnie, mm. what are you thinking? Everyone's always staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you got yeah. those, those uh, cat ears on. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. Going back in the past is like, there's diseases. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Syphilis? I never think of that. Like syphilis. <laughs> syphilis everywhere. I mean, I feel like I could avoid that. but I would think so. <laughs> um, well, you can just yeah. visit for like so, a minute. You're immune. Uh, right. You're immune. And you're, so, in a, you're in a plastic bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see, uh, I almost said Harriet Tubman. I don't think that's the right one. No. Surgeon or Truth. Her oh, yes. anti-woman speech. Oh, that'd be we, fantastic. The way they've written it down, it's it's someone wrote it down wrong. They put it in like Southern black speech, but she was a slave in the north and her owners were Dutch. So she had a Dutch accent. Right. To hear exactly what she yeah. sounds like, unlike what is written down. Oh, that'd be fascinating. Yeah. And then I'd like to also hear um, be in the courtroom. When Susan B. Anthony got yes. arrested for voting and the judge made them the worst decision of his life <laughs> and asked her if she had anything to say about it. <laughs> yes. And she <laughs> shot him down. Oh, it was glorious. <laughs> like, I want to just be in the back of the room and go, damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Those are two great moments. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez, guys. I've been so fascinated by your answers. I've really not been thinking. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I bought myself oh, all this yeah. time to think of my... Oh. Mm. <laughs> I think I would probably be the 1930s, too. I'm very fascinated by that mm -hmm. time period. It's a good I've time. I've been straight up obsessed with Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. that'll do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Post World War One, that period. Right. And a lot of it has to do with the costuming. I just... Mm. Love it. Gorgeous. I know, See? right? That's why I thought film, too, when I thought history. There you go. So, yeah. I yeah. like it. That's my answer. Slowly, uh, sidebar, I started watching Carnival Row. Has anybody started watching mm -hmm. Carnival Row? Okay, it's Orlando Bloom. It's interesting. It's a futuristic Victorian take. It's not really quite steampunky, but it's what if fae folk were also in mm. uh, Victorian England and mm. uh, basically, you know, it's all hell breaking loose. So, so it's people, historical fiction. It's historical fiction yeah. and you kind of look at it as race relations. Ooh, interesting. It's starting to kind of have, I'm not all the way done with it, but it's it, it feels like it's trying to say, it feels very Brexit, should I say. Uh, That's mm. what it feels like. But it's fairy folk. <laughs> okay. And then human beings. And I'm like, oh, all right. I'll get into this for eight episodes. <laughs> Sounds interesting. And the costuming is fantastic, though. Do we just finally started watching Hannibal. So as much as I'm uh. super loving this, I'm also like, oh, I could just be watching Hannibal. <laughs> I'm only two episodes done away from Carnival Row. Oh, so yeah, gosh. this is how much Sacrifice, I love you guys. Right? <laughs> the greater good. But no, I loved hearing about Kathleen. That's fascinating. I love all of you always bring something I've never heard of. Yeah, <laughs> but it's cool. fun. It is super cool. Who and do you have for okay, us, though? Well, I totally yes. do that thing I do. Do that thing. Where I rebel against whatever everybody else is doing. <laughs> I, I want to point out that we don't always know what each other's doing. Correct. So yes. Not intentional, but I don't have one person for you guys. I kind of wanted to more think about a concept. I like and it. What I wanted to talk Works. about is, do you think romantic movies, romantic comedies are bad for women? Dun, dun, dun. Mm. And you brought research along with Short this answer, as well, yes. haven't you? There you go. <laughs> well, like, I'd love to hear some thoughts, though, before I get into okay, it. Okay, that's like, fair. Some of them are good. There's some bad ones, but some yeah. of them are good. Like, 
Bridesmaids. I think it's oh, Bridesmaids. Yes, I love that one. A romantic comedy. Right. And I don't see that as a romantic comedy. I just though. see it as a straight comedy generally. Yeah. But, but there's some. It's centered around a, a wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's but the, but the, but the romance is between the the police officer yeah. and True. and the maid of honor. That's right. That's right. So, gotcha. It's it's, it's I, in how you define what a romantic comedy what is like if it's a comedy and it's usually like geared towards a women audience and then there's some romance involved that's somehow automatically romantic comedy. I like the one someone asked if uh, Princess Bride is a romantic comedy. <laughs> it's a good call. Because usually oh, it's not, but it's it's a romance and it's a comedy. It's, so right? it's like it's not a romantic comedy though. There's more to it than that. There's too much. There's it's not just about the two main characters. In the like, video store, we comedy? yeah. In the video store, we put it in fantasy. Yeah. So I mean, that's how we got around. That would make sense. <laughs> it's one of those like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Kind <laughs> 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 of fun. You know. These are, but you know I what? We're solving. <laughs> we're solving the world here, one question at a time. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I'm just thinking of all the '80s and '90s stuff with Tom Hanks, who I adore. Mm-hmm. But it always is the same formula. It's mm-hmm. the man is in charge. Right. The man is the one who decides, and right. the woman is like, you know, save me, and she saves him right back. You know, with Pretty Woman and all that, which are very entertaining but in the big scheme of things no that's really insulting to women right exactly <laughs> what does it show me about being a woman in a relationship yeah that i gotta be a hooker with a heart of gold yeah. wait a second yeah. <laughs> i love those movies they're a lot of fun right yes but they're not gonna push us forward in yeah. any way shape, or form. i think i kind of think and would you say that chick flicks are kind of really close to this category too rom-coms mm-hmm. chick flicks yeah. I, I feel like they overlap but i think i'm being lazy about it basically I treat them the same as I treat sports movies. I enjoy mm. them for the fun, you know, mm. of it, but I don't take any of them seriously and I don't play the sport and I don't date. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not really learning life lessons from either of them. <laughs> Turn well, brain know, off. <laughs> my thoughts went, yeah, my thoughts went along the same path as all of yours. Like, what does it say about us as women what does it say about what we feel in relationships or what we expect from relationships right is it planting seeds oh yeah yeah Yeah. right but the thing that surprised me that i'm going to talk about first is how it actually impacts our safety oh Mm. yeah okay gotcha messages that are oh my god yes yeah that are emphasize put yourself in danger somebody might rescue you right (laughs) well in the very the very first um example i read about was there's something about mary Mm -hmm. and how he tracks down his teenage crush and this is where you guys are gonna have to recall movies for me we were just talking about how i don't but he pursues her relentlessly right he's stalking her he's stalking her hires an investigator stalking yeah yeah Yeah. now he doesn't go to stalk her to hurt her so that's the difference sure that's the intention of the comedy yeah (laughs) but clinic no not clinically (laughs) legally Legally. yeah it it talks about how a plot of many romantic comedies are that the boy wants the girl the boy chases the girl and the boy gets the girl right yep yeah Um, and they did some research where they showed people um two different sets of films um actually six different sets Oh, gotcha. So they had to, they had, there's something about Mary and management. You were talking about that one, Bonnie, right? Management. management before we started. I don't think I know. Is okay. that the one anyway. with Jason Bateman and the kid that had, uh, no, that was, that's, oh. um, that's uh switch. Oh, okay. Switch. Okay. Uh, just kind of, it's, it's still, 
I think it, it falls in these It's lines. really close to the same category. <laughs> guy wants a girl. Right. Girl's not interested. Right. Thing. So I, I guess I don't Yay. know what management is. I don't either. I, I remember know. anger management, but that's a different movie. Anger yeah. management. Yeah. But gotcha. there's something about Mary and management we're supposed to be um, like the stocking pursuit from mm. a romantic perspective perspective okay gotcha and then they also had people watch sleeping with the enemy and enough oh so scary oh those are both nightmare fuel right there yeah um and then they had people watch march of the penguins and winged migration oh okay i see the pairing both (laughs) penguin movies documentaries Hmm. one morgan freeman Um, so after they watched (laughs) all of these movies they um did a survey and it it assessed how much they endorsed stalking myths Oh, gotcha. Um, so, like, false or exaggerated beliefs about stalking that minimize its seriousness. Oh. Like, how did it affect that? Uh-huh. Um, so, if somebody endorses these myths, that means they take stalking less seriously. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they found out was that women that watched the rom-coms were more likely to accept the behavior as normal. Oh, That gotcha. makes total sense. Right. Yeah. Because we've gotten used to it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the people that watched the scary movies... Um, or after watching them, you know, they re- they took stucking seriously. But mm. after watching right. rom coms, that like subconsciously suggested to them that stucking isn't scary or unacceptable. Mm. It's romantic, guys. Right, exactly. It's almost yeah. subversive in that way because horror movies are over the top. You scream, your you know what I mean. Your yeah. blood rushes. Mm. You have an actual reaction that you're just like, oh, I don't like being scared, or I like being scared. But you're aware of what's happening. Where rom-com is like, in a, it's in there. Well, yes, I, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And I'm yeah, not fair. saying that I believe yeah. this. You're good. I'm yeah. quite the feminist, just ask my <laughs> husband. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, in the romantic comedies, the man is not threatening her physically. Right. It, 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 it's so... What it would be nice to see, and of course then it wouldn't be a romantic comedy, <laughs> would be the man not getting her and mm-hmm. it being okay. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. The just being friends at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and it's okay. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. That's just not a romantic comedy then, so that kind of defeats True. the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll no. talk about that later. Cause I wanna, oh, okay. I wanna Ooh, she end, has more. I want to kind of end with what we think can be done to make these movies yeah. fun but also more representative of what women need and who Mm -hmm. women are. And healthy. And healthy, yeah. Yeah. Because um, they said the impact of this study is that um, it's important to trust your instincts when it comes to stalking or feeling not safe. Right, yeah. And that watching those will... They're concluding that if you're more accepting of it, you're going to trust your instincts less. And that's going to be more dangerous. And you're going to think it was fine for, you know, the Jennifer Aniston Mm -hmm. movie. She didn't Mm -hmm. get hurt. (laughs) There was a good uh, meme that's been going around on Facebook about, you know, uh, a kid comes home and he's sad because he asked, you know, what's her face out? And she said no. And mom's like, well, you know what you have to do, right? And he said yeah, I know. Try harder. And she's no. She said no. Right. Uh-huh. Back away. That. That means no. <laughs> that means, like uh-huh. it's just Leave not. That's what we've like taught young boys is to just right. keep trying. Like mm-hmm. no, no means no. Exactly. Like not just with sex. No. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that's why it's good for us to have this conversation yeah. and people to have this conversation with their children because yeah. um, that's what they talk about at the end of their little analysis of the study is just being aware of what you're consuming and right. how it mm-hmm. might impact what you're thinking. 
I've even thought about it like as I'm watching TV or commercials with my kids, if it's something that I don't agree with, that I vocalize it mm. yeah. <laughs> so that it can be either a learning tool or be like, OK, so mom's crazy. That's fine. Mm. Either way. I mean, I kind of have no filter. Um, but at the same time, be like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Or that's sexist. <laughs> just yeah. hold on a second. Um, and I think calling it out, you know, just it helps it helps me anyway kind of like rewire that stretch but at the same time i'm like yeah it's a little parenting moment <laughs> it is yeah. Yeah. yeah i've been Absolutely. noticing a lot like the, the stalkery kind of stuff and like songs oh, with, oh like, yeah. my like, girls have a songs. list of all the stalker songs it's their yeah. favorite pastime uh, <laughs> like stuff like i mean just things that are like people don't even think about like that um oh not margaritaville but something the like The Last that. Shaker of Salt. Well, I mean, there's no, all the police songs. There's Don't that? Stand So Close to Me. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's some song where the guy's like looking in the, the classified ads because this is a song. Uh, from Escape? Like a, yes. Oh, he's like, gotcha. Oh, I'm going to cheat on my wife. I'm going to meet her in a bar and oh guess what it was my wife was she was going to cheat on me too isn't oh, that just romantic so great <laughs> I'm just like oh, oh you two belong together <laughs> oh, pina so, yeah pina colada that's yeah. oh it is the pina colada song yeah. uh-huh. it is that's the shaker assault song I never listen that, to that, really what they're yeah. saying I just yeah yeah well, I feel like, like that if you like pina colada that's the only part I know and getting lost in no, the rain or something? You like cheating on yoga without knowing the pina colada escape song? <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of plays into the second part of that same right. thing is the message of so many of these movies is love conquers all. Right. Mm. And it just makes me wonder how much bad behavior people accept because mm-hmm. they have this thought in their mind that love yeah. conquers everything. But I love it. The love right. of the man. You know, what about the woman's love? Right. What does she get to decide? What about acceptance for who you yeah. are as a complete person, not what you want to be? Yeah. Are there any romantic comedies where the woman is stalking the man? No, because we uh, don't do that. Well, <laughs> relentlessly pursuing. Oh, I think there's scary movies where the women right. Are there's yeah, like Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Yeah. There was well, there's yeah, there's Fatal Attraction. There was the How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, but I that love one's love different. That movie. She's writing an article though. She's researching how to be dumped though. And yeah. there, and but there's that. More, that's actually more of a e- equality e- one. Yeah. It is. It is. It's but she ends up falling for Matthew McConaughey and. She is beating herself up for being all girly and doing things that she was said she wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. So she feels like she ends up losing herself a little bit when she finds Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, oh, you almost had me. You almost yeah. had me. <laughs> yeah. But they had to wrap it up at the end. And a lot of this comes to storytelling. Um, you know, the, 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 what's the main point of the story? And if you have a romantic story, the end of the day, your goal is it's a love story. Two characters fall in love. So you're setting yourself up for this. But doesn't it kind of always because, you know, didn't was it you that said, you know, a romantic comedy, you got to get the guys in there. Right. Because it's, it's, the women want to go see these romantic comedies. How do you get? Well, if it always ends up with the guy saving the day or the guy being the one who makes the final decision. Right. That appeals to the male ego. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're not always there. They're not usually the one buying the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and is that? And my question is, people have evolved. Right. Do we still need that? I think the question there is who's paying for the budget of the movie? Who's mm, green lighting the yeah. movie? And yeah. there's still older people. Correct. Older men? Older men. Got White. it. 
Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> I know. There's so many different movies that could be made. <laughs> and a lot of times it's like, yeah. oh, well, I'll green light this if you have, you know what I mean, yeah. this character. As long as we put this in it and make sure that the guy gets his ego stroke. Exactly. And you know what? That's insulting to men. It is. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. Because I know some fantastic men that mm-hmm. would never think that way yeah i married one i'm so lucky see so. oh um actually um the uh rbg movie oh crap the one with felicity uh, felicity jones what yes. did they end up calling that one battle of the sexes yes is it battle of the no, sexes that's a tennis one it's a tennis one yeah on the basis of on, sex. The basis on the basis of sex of, there we go yeah that one has a very interesting story about Army Hammer's character, RBG's a real life husband, yeah. Marty. Yeah. Um, he was Marty awesome. is amazing. Yes. Yeah. He was very awesome, very much a feminist, but also very supportive of RBG. The notes came from the studio that the man was too um, pussy whipped, as I believe the actual <gasps> term that they used. Now, what the director and the screenwriter said is um, we gave this to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The only note she gave us back was to make Marty more sensitive and more helpful. So RBG didn't change any of her stuff. (laughs) She didn't touch it. She barely gave Felicity any notes, (laughs) which she didn't like. I can tell that. Um, But she was really militant on making sure that Marty's character is right because it was a new dynamic that cinema and people had never seen on Mm -hmm. film before of a man truly supporting his wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they supported each other. Like it they wasn't did. Just, it's they were she supported him. He supported yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Isn't that what a relationship is about? It's what a real relationship is and a very successful relationship yeah. as well. They did amazing things together. I mean, he went through cancer twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Katie, back at you. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a great conversation. This was my trick. Exactly. I was loving it. It for me. And I actually have an amazing segue based on what you guys were talking about, yes. but I cannot leave out my last little thing about yes. how men are portrayed in movies, which is not fair, and how it affects women. Um, and do you guys remember Love Actually? That oh, movie? yeah. Yes. It has been a very long time. Yeah. Uh, the I have Hugh- never been able to sit through the whole thing. Is it Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh yeah, Grant, oh, Liam Neeson. Oh, it's the full it's ensemble. The, yeah, right, a whole okay. bunch of wonderful actors. Um, Got it. But in it, I think it is... I know it's Kara Knightley's Juliet, mm. and it's Bradley Cooper, ah, right? Okay. Um, so he's the best man at the wedding, and he makes a video of the wedding, and then he reveals at the end that it's all about her and confesses his love ah. to this married woman. Sweet. On her wedding day. Her, yeah. Like a little bit after her wedding. There's nothing manipulative about that. Fully awkward. It's just to make her feel bad at that yeah. point. So yeah. th- they were highlighting how that really reinforces... Um, the nice guy emotional manipulation, uh-huh. which gets reframed oh. as romance. Uh-huh. Don't even get started on the nice guys, man. These <laughs> <laughs> nice guys uh-huh. are not nice. Not generally. Like, uh. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard a nice guy go, but I'm a nice guy. Like, it's always the assholes that you are like, but I'm a nice yeah. guy. Tell people you're a nice guy. Correct. <laughs> well, that, it's, it's all manipulation. Yes. I don't see, there's nothing else about it but manipulation. Right. Exactly. It's also, um, if I say it enough, maybe it's true one day. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm I mean, I can repeat thinking. that I'm a princess oh. over and over again, and no tiara shows up. <laughs> I'll get so. you one. Yay! And a t shirt that says about syphilis. <laughs> what I vote for syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> 
I never see that in romantic comedies, though. What, syphilis? Yeah. <laughs> Votes for syphilis. Maybe no. that's what it needs more of. Right. I feel like we got a really good bridesmaid moment where we got some diarrhea in the street. Right, right. <laughs> that was classy. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a little hope. Okay. Because okay. you guys are talking about how women aren't properly represented, men aren't properly represented in rom-coms. Yeah. Because it is really formulaic. Yeah. Yes. You oh, yeah. You need to have two characters fall in love. You're just showing that courtship part of romance. Mm-hmm. You're not showing a whole relationship. You generally have 90 minutes, so that's yeah. not all you can do. Yeah. So recent research has shown that television series are doing mm. a much better job of showing yeah. Yeah. romantic yeah. relationships. You can show the nuances. And nuances and complex characters and going beyond that court courtship yeah. Phase of a relationship. What happens and, when you have your fight? Characters that have other interests besides each other. Right? What? What are you talking about, Manic Pasty Dream makes Girl? Sense because you have more t- opportunities. You don't just have yeah. the 90 minutes. So I think that's also part of the problem. The 90 to two mm-hmm. hours, you know, the constricting. That, that says, okay, we got to just sum everything up and everything has to be stereotypical. Right. right. And we don't have to do that when you have a miniseries. It's nice. A television show. Yeah, exactly. You can explore it. movie makers can do better because yeah. I feel like they've nudged places to try to try to do better but yeah. it's just not done right probably because um there aren't enough women directors and women getting to tell mm-hmm. their stories yeah mm-hmm. and um, being able to have the chance to experiment with a new type of narrative because right. if it doesn't work uh they're done that's mm-hmm. that, i think that's more to, of it than yeah. the fact that it's not women it's yeah. that the people in power which are mostly men but mm-hmm. even some women you know are saying this is what has worked in the past and this is what we have to stick don't to. deviate from the yeah. formula the formula mm-hmm. works yeah because we are talking about millions and millions of dollars yeah. that you're playing with but at the same time it's and like it is, a, it, safe. it is a story you know yeah. experiment with a story test the story out i mm-hmm. mean you can you can make like little you know what i mean movies and not movies you can test the script around to a variety of people to see if this experimental mm-hmm. thing can work and get more eyeballs on it or you can even do it like TV does to a certain extent with a team of writers is the other aspect too. And I think yeah. that's a lot that helps with television is that when you have a team of writers, you have different ways to look at relationships and different ways to look at gender roles to a certain mm-hmm. extent too. Because yeah. they'll be like, well, my husband, you know, it's like, no, my husband would never do that or mine would or my girlfriend's like this. And you know what I mean? It, it helps more mm-hmm. people in the room. I feel like a lot of... Um writers and directors and people in the industry have latched onto the idea of a strong female character. Mm. Right. Um, But one of the articles I read was talking about how in lots of films that role loses meaning. Yeah. Because yeah, because it's there as like, it's not given a meaningful connection to the story. You just have maybe Mm. your, especially in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. You have maybe your main character and then she has a sidekick that's like some badass strong woman, but she's not really an integral part of the story. Mm. Or like you were saying, um, the strong woman character has to be perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They cannot be messed up at all. It has to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm specifically thinking of Sigourney Weaver in um, Alien and Aliens and all the other Alien movies that she was in. And... Did she have, she had flaws. No, she was pretty much perfection. She She was was perfection. She was almost two dimensional because she was almost machine. You know what I mean? She has this, she has a little bit of a backstory. She was, she was written as a male character first. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It was originally written for (laughs) a male character. The name didn't even change. And, (laughs) and, and I forget the reason, you probably know the reason why they decided to, to cast her instead. And James Cameron was uh, married to Catherine Bigelow at the time. 
and the studios were like, <laughs> no, and they're like, yes, right. and they got their way. And uh, right, but she's a brilliant actress. So. She nailed it, though. Yeah. But I still always think of that character as I needed more to her than just a, a, a killing machine, almost in a sense mm. of. But yeah. with with the second one where she's taking care of the little girl, it's like okay, so I get she's a mother that kills things like a machine. Okay, cool. <laughs> I get two things. Other mother. Two things. <laughs> of alien. Right. I know mother versus mother and I'm like, only a dude would have thought of this. Mother versus mother. <laughs> it's like, thanks, man. So close, but just bring it on back. Um, the one thing that always bothers me with the strong female characters is that a lot of times the movies that I end up seeing, it's a soul woman. Yeah. That's the mm. part that irritates yep. me. Yeah. It's yeah. Wonder Woman is in, she's with four guys. Oh, and it's Ooh. one she's wonder woman but she's still she's with four guys and she's right. not talking to other women uh-huh. um and a lot of times even with these manic pixie dream girl scenarios and things like that it's the only woman in the room mm-hmm. i mean princess leia the only woman like in the, in the universe, galaxy in the galaxy for crying out loud mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like oh cool very strong but by herself yeah. hold on a second <laughs> else is a man. so you can be strong but just one of you at a time <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, right. hold on. <laughs> so that's where it gets me. <laughs> I love that point because, yeah, that's exactly what it was talking about, about how it lacks complexity. Yeah. So we're going to have a strong woman character. But if it's just perfection, then we're missing that. You can't attain that either. Yeah. Uh, female friendships, other important aspects like that. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Exactly. I know I don't like to admit it, but women aren't perfect. Exactly. And we're not supposed to be. We're <laughs> no. supposed to be enough. We're human. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if we got to tell women. our complex stories the way that men have got to explore their complex stories, oh, that would be a different kind of cinema. It might be interesting to, I don't know, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a thought, crazy as it is. <laughs> yeah. I love that thought. I do too. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. My very last thing I wanted to talk about was what we kind of all zoomed in on at first was how does it affect your expectations for the relationships you do Mm. have? Yeah, true. The research I found in this, can you guess what age group is most affected? Ooh, I want to say teenagers, but is it not? It is. Is it? it Okay. I didn't know if it was like older thinking about dating. Really? No, it's, I mean, it's It's almost thinking about dating, especially in those teens, Mm. early 20s. Um, really their thoughts being that that's because they don't have a lot of uh, real relationships to pull experience from. Yeah. So, so movies and TV have to learn from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, what I learned relationships and, from in TV. Um, so they're really wanting to emphasize that that's um, a kind of delicate age where you need to try to be aware of how these things are influencing you because you don't have your own experiences to draw from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like relationships are not just the happy 90 minutes you see on TV. They're right. Mm-hmm. A long-term commitment and that stuff fades away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My so. first glimpse of what a relationship was, was princess Leia and Han Solo of, I love you. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's what I thought. A really, and that you yell at each other the entire time. And then you force kiss her. this is what i you know what i mean it's like so it's that sort of romantic that's what i was told the 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 music swells and all of a sudden you see her oh breathless oh then it that must be what a relationship is and it's like oh let me just say my first couple of relationships did not go well (laughs) (laughs) i had to see some other movies and then read some books (laughs) and then do some therapy to figure out what a real relationship was and undo what i had learned (laughs) well i was very into the romantic comedies as a young person and i read Yes, you did. Yes. The bodice rippers. I, I have Embrace re- it, Katie. I have reformed. 
Hey, no. <laughs> have you guys seen <laughs> Outlander? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's you're, basically soft porn. Yes. <laughs> it, it gets it gets better, but the first like season or two, they're awfully rapey. That's what you were yeah. telling me because I was thinking about rapey. watching it. It's you're like, it's like every episode is rapey, and I'm like, every episode, oh. it's like. The only it's thing like they, they have a fantasy to be raped. Oh, no. and, and not Both, just the women, the men. Yeah, men. It's like it's equal opportunity. It's all about power and domination. Oh, that could then it's ever about power. Yeah. Happen to a character ever. Pain is a big thing. They're just oh, no. it's, 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 it's It gets better. It's, it's way less. Like we're oh. on season four. Okay. I don't think there's been any rapey stuff in season four so far. They got their shock value basically out of their mm. system, and then they just retain that, viewers from then on. And like everything else about it is great. Like yeah. The costumes are great. Yeah. The, like the, the accents and the, like everything else is great. And I'm just like sitting there like, oh my God. <laughs> if I go through another like, rape scene. Like, <laughs> oh man, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, everything else is really good. Right. Yes, we still keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Lux one will be less rapey. I know. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the books are just just as bad. <laughs> Maybe they aren't. Wouldn't it be funny if there was none whatsoever? <laughs> And they just peppered that in for funsies. Because <laughs> that's what you do. Funsies. <laughs> well, I think we've definitely highlighted a lots of ways that relationships are misrepresented represented, and how that can affect our yeah. perception. Um, one of the ones they say is the worst is that relationships are easy or they take oh, little goodness. effort. Oh, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's oh, the God. hardest thing I've ever had oh to do God. is maintain a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the best, the best Ugh. advice I ever got before I got married, and I've been married for 31 years. Sweet. I was four years you were, old. You were four years four. old. Of course you were. I was Absolutely. two. I was, four. <laughs> I was four years old. Um, so, but it was, um, there's no such thing as falling in and out of love. Right. Mm-hmm. Loving is a choice. Ah, uh, there you go. And there See. are days when I am like, <laughs> it's a hard I, really hate, <laughs> I really hate this person. Uh, and it's okay. Right, exactly. It's okay. Yeah, there's an like ebb and flow to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Everybody, you're you're trying to live with another person who is also changing and learning and yeah. figuring out who they are and uh-huh. what they want to do. And they're having good days and bad days. And uh-huh. you've got two of you. And you know what? You're not always going to be in sync. <laughs> and yep. so sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, you just try again and try again. Absolutely. It's real and it's complex. Um, they yeah. also talk about how they really give the message that to be self-fulfilled, you have to have a relationship that's mm. perfect. No. <laughs> perfect then you'll never be self-fulfilled because the be perfection will never happen. Never. You have never. to be in a relationship at all. Like you're True. not a complete oh. person unless you're a right? couple. That is and that's bull. Yeah, it's yeah, total bull. I went through a phase where I'm like, I got to fix what this is before I put that baggage on somebody else. Because <laughs> I'm bringing a nightmare to the table if I... <laughs> I even told when I met my husband, I'm like, I'm still working on things. I don't know if now is a good time. And he's like, what? And I'm like, do you really want to know what I'm working on right now? <laughs> and he stayed. And then I introduced him to my family and I'm like, you can go the day after we get home. Because it was a family reunion. So it was oh, everyone no. at once. It was all the crazy in one room for four hours. And he stayed? He stayed. Was this before or after you were married? Uh, before we got married, because I had to, I he had to know what he was yeah. getting into. So we were just dating, and I'm He's like, impressive. I'll bring you home for the holidays, where everybody's a super crazy levels. Mm-hmm. And he saw it, and I just went, 
told you. And he, but he, he did go, how are you so different than them? I'm like, a lot of work. I told you I had to do a lot of work. Everyone deserves it. Exactly. But you marry into it. And so the crazy comes when you least expect it. He just had to know. And he stayed. So I kept him. That's awesome. He's very brave. (laughs) Or very dumb. (laughs) Either way, either way, I'm keeping him. So it's fine. You know, I think our entire conversation really illuminated what's needed in romantic comedies and in romantic mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. and that's real realness. Yes. Complexity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Showing the good, bad, and the ugly of a relationship yeah. and how to just make it work. Yeah. And showing what's mm-hmm. healthy and what's safe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. My and big pet peeve is the, all the ones where it's, I'm going to lie about who I am to try to get this girl and it's going to end out okay. Oh yeah. And it's men and women in the, in the teen movies a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Like you try that shit on me, Buster. You're gone. You're gone. Yeah. uh Fair. It's okay because you like, no, it's not not okay. Exactly. This is not an audition where you get to pretend to be a character and then, ha ha, you have fallen for me. I got the part. And now, yeah. Here's who I really am. No. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for the, us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>